Are we ready? Cue the cue the music quick before we lose everything. Oh my I goodness! I think we peaked out about uh, thirty seconds ago. We did. That's true. Hey, welcome to Show Center, the Air Show podcast. I'm Air Show announcer Matt Jolly, joined as always uh, by my announcing colleagues, and we have a whole bunch on the show today. But uh, Rick Peterson, oh. Rob Ryder, and Danny Klisham, and Danny. The dean of the industry uh, brought a guest along today, and this is just going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. How you doing, Danny? Hey, everything's good. Uh, the season's good. The weather's great. And uh, my godson, Bill Barber II, has a brand new airplane that's currently temporarily here at the Ann Arbor Municipal Airport. Air show entertainment capital of the world. And uh, we had a, a great photo shoot both in the air and on the ground. The other day, Monday, because it was warm and it was extremely clear, not a cloud in the sky. And everybody brought in their biplanes from the airport, and uh, we got a good group of shots. And then the biplanes moved out. We moved in uh, the, the uh, Piper Cubs and High Wing Cetabrias off the left-hand side of Bill's new Eagle biplane. And uh, it was just a fun day for everybody. We had a great time with it. It is a gorgeous airplane. He made an outstanding I- purchase. I I think we should set the stage for this too because the Hollywood hangar that you speak so beautifully about in your home base was Bill Barber Sr.'s hangar. And give us the history on this before we get Bill on the program because I love this story. Well, it, there's a lot of tie-ins, aren't there? It was it was in the Ann Arbor area that Bill Barber Sr. Bill Barber the first got us all introduced into air show flying and air show activities. And it spurred uh, quite a number of nationwide award-winning performers just from that little town based on the inspiration of Bill senior, we'll call him. So because uh, he had so many air show airplanes, he purchased a hangar at the Ann Arbor Airport from a former crop duster. It was a fairly large closet type hangar. And that's where he headquartered all of his air show airplanes. And surrounding him were other hangars. Uh, right next to him was Bob Lijack. And down the way a little bit was Jim and Minnie. And it was also the home, of course, of his wing walker, Eddie the Grip Green, who also did the car to plane transfer with us for so many years and also built a rig to land a Piper Cub on top of his truck. So, yeah, it's got a lot of history, a tremendous amount of history. And then it went, after we lost Bill Sr. to cancer, it went to Bob Barden, who purchased Bill Barber's 450 Stearman, and he and Eddie Green teamed up to uh, continue the act. They bought it from Bill's mom, the the widow Barber. And uh, when Bob... Barden, when Bob Barden decided to retire from air shows, I was lucky to be able to be in line to finally get it. I have been coveting the hangar for 40 years, and I finally got it. It's, uh, it fits everything that I have accumulated over the years. It's a party atmosphere. The door faces the sunset in the evenings, and it's off in a corner of the airport where there's a lot of grass, not much concrete. And a lot of nature, uh, and a lot of trees off to the side. So it's a great dream for me. And now it also, in the summertime, we'll see Ann Arbor's own Bill Stein coming into town to do his Midwest shows. 
and he'll hang out there, and Rob Holland will come in to do his, mid, his Midwest shows, and they will hang out there. And before Matt Chapman retired, they'd be uh, out doing their three-ship formation. So it was always a lot of activity. And uh, when when uh, Bill Stein took his airplane back to the West Coast at the end of this season, well, there was a spot right in the middle, and in comes Bill the Second, Bill Barber the Second, and the uh, airplanes in that coveted center spot right now. Beauty, beauty. And imagine someone from the West Coast coming to an airport where there's some grass over in the corner of the field. But anyway, I digress. The uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a Canada oh, different meaning of grass joke for those who didn't it's, get it. But anyway. <laughs> That okay, that opens yeah. a whole cannabis of worms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 good, oh. Good, yeah. Good thing. We need a rim shot, Danny. I love I love the history of the hangar. I love uh, I love what you're doing. I gotta ask Bill though. I I know he's standing by. Bill, what do you think of the new airplane? Uh, I couldn't be more ecstatic. I am super excited. Uh, for me, it's kind of a uh, full circle thing you know i grew up i was two years old going out to that hangar and it was filled with my dad's airplanes and you know curtis Falcon in the corner Pitts in the other corner buker young meister um and you know of course right in the center the the most iconic thing for me growing up was the big black and white 450 servero super spearman so it wasn't very long when I was born that I instantly knew that I loved biplanes. Like it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And, you know, over the years, just going out to the hangar, whether it be with my dad and then, uh, Mr. Barden flying with him and then Danny out there, we flew in the, the Northwest Keys. I learned to fly in that Clipwing Cub with him. And then finally just kind of preparation meeting opportunity in life here as I've, I've progressed in my professional career and finally gotten to a place where I can make something like this happen. And just, uh, it was, it was surreal, like being able to go out and, and look at this airplane and buy this airplane and, and make it real. And then have it come to Ann Arbor back to, to all these important people in my life that have influenced me so much and kind of start what feels like, kind of what I'm what I've been longing to do for a long time and I was very fortunate because I had a lot of help uh this whole journey kind of started I mean it started since I was young I've been talking to Danny about ah, I want to buy a pit I want to buy a pit I love biplanes I want a steerman and he always told me the story of Frank Christensen um uh and how he built and designed the eagle based off the pits and and I was always kind of a bigger guy. And I was, even as a kid, I tried to, Danny had a fifth S1 that I was always trying to sit in whenever I was out at the airport. And as I got into my team, my knees became up into my chest. Like as I was 12 <laughs> or 13, as I was a big guy, I'm about six, four, almost six, five, um, right in the 200 pounds. So even when I was younger, but I loved to sit in that thing. It was so great. Um, but he always told me how this was specifically made for, for taller people and, and, and a little bit wider cockpit and kind of performance. And just this last year at Oshkosh, I got to talking with Bill Stein and been so lucky to have these people around that he, we talked and he gave me the advice and 
ended up going out in search. And there's kind of a, a circle here because the eagle I ended up with um, was built by a man named Harry Barr, who I'm, I'm semi-familiar with, but then ultimately ended up, uh, I guess Bill Stein has a pretty close relationship or did with Mr. Barr. Um, and so again, that was like a whole nother circle there that I started with Bill and ended up, but I'm super excited. You know, this is something I've dreamed of for a long time and I'm, hopefully this is just kind of the first step into fundamentals and learning the things to be safe and just get out there and just have fun too, you know, just, just get flying and, and that stuff will come along and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, maybe one day, you know, that'll, that'll be in there, but one step at a time, I guess. The great thing uh, Bill was mentioning to me that he reached out to the total air show community that was familiar with the Eagles and Bill, tell them about the rest of the help you got from our ICAST buddy. Yeah. I mean, like I said, again, I'm super fortunate to know, um, even all you guys, but everybody else that I've been in contact just through osmosis of being, um, you know, affiliated with my dad and Danny. And, but like, so I was able to get and talk to Bill Stein about it. I talked to, I reached out and talked to Gene Susie about it, which is, um, you know, amazing that he even returned my email. Um, just hearing from him. Um, and then I ended up just, kind of even when I was just searching for what aircraft to get, you know, I was able to talk to Phil Dacey and um, Greg Shelton. I was talking to about, you know, the future possibly getting, um, looking into a steerman eventually. Um, so, oh, and then even when the aircraft came about, it was in Union City, Tennessee, uh, Northern Tennessee, just north of Memphis, about a couple hours. And I was like, well, who do I know in Memphis? And the friendly person I knew in that area was, uh, Skip Stewart. So I reached out to him and he just happened to be in town doing a show at Fayette County, uh, Tennessee, which is just east of Memphis. And then he was having some kind of fly in at his, at his awesome home there. He's got a home with a grass strip and it's just super cool. And he was, he was the most helpful I could ever ask for. I can't even thank him enough, but I ended up flying there. Um, going out and visiting with Skip Stewart. Uh, he had his, his mechanic guys there, uh, Mike, who I can't thank enough again. We ended up jumping in his twin Comanche one day, flying up to Union City. Uh, Skip and his guy helped me check out the airplane. And the airplane after Harry Barr was actually bought by a guy um, you might know named Mike Rinker, who, fly, who oh, flew, yeah. I think, a Sukhoi in Unlimited and, and air shows. Yep, so one I know Harry Mike. Barr, who I understand, yeah. And his son, so his son, Mike, or Connor, and Mike have a shop out there. And uh, they bought a group of airplanes from the Harry Barr estate, and the Seagull being one of them. So that was all kind of a crazy air show circle there, too. There are no such thing as coincidences. Coincidences, right? right? Easy for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) I I got to ask a quick question here, Uh, Bill. Bill, what was it like having Danny Clisham as a god, you know, as a godfather? Because I, I would imagine it's not the traditional, hey, let's go talk, let's go, you know, sit in the back of the church here and read some scripture passages. What what was that like having having Danny Clisham um, be Danny Clisham as your as your godfather? Well, I mean, it was. I mean, for me, it was awesome. I mean, I can't. Danny has been a huge part of my life and a huge influence, and he's always he's been there for me, but. 
I mean, as a kid, uh, you know, it's a weird situation when you're trying to grow up and deal and, and, you know, unfortunately my dad passed when I was young and, and, uh, Danny, you know, I, again, some, some pretty personal memories where he, you know, he, I think, I don't know, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to talk about this stuff, but it was, it was awesome. I mean, he was always kind of there as I grew up. Um, you know, he wasn't imposing, but he, he always knew, like, he always made me feel that, like, I had, had someone I could, could go to and talk to. And, I mean, one of the best things was when I was young, one of the biggest things I looked forward to was whether it was weekly or monthly throughout the season, the air show season, I would get these manila envelopes in the mail. And, like, even as a kid, you're just looking forward to any time you get anything in the mail, you're excited because it's cool. But he would send me these manila envelopes and then them would be an air show program, a program in a t-shirt. And by the time I was in high school, I had this stack in the corner of my uh, bedroom closet that I kept. And it was just one of the greatest things ever. Uh, and he just kind of just, you know, led me along and said, Hey, you know, there's this world out there, you know, airplanes are cool. Um, kind of just inspired me just kind of by spending, you know, every time he was at a show, sent me something and it was, you know, one of the greatest things. But then as I got older, I went from that and I got to learn that he was the Danny session, but then, you know, he taught me how to fly airplanes. Um, you know, he, he been a coach wing cub. I can't thank him enough for that. Um, uh, you know, just spending days out at the airport kind of showing me that world and now I live it. So I, you know, it's, it's been it's been wonderful it is pretty cool that danny clisham you know there is very little in aviation that danny clisham has not done including not only being a godfather to you bill but also being a very very important example to the three of us we have taken home lessons every time we get around him thanks bill for being here well yeah of course no i appreciate you having me and danny uh if, if he's going to live up to uh, his dad and it seems he's well on his way, uh, what a, uh, what a historic character in our industry, someone who showed up and flew what four, sometimes five airplanes and an air show weekend and <laughs> just incredible yeah, talent and a showman. Yeah. Oh yeah. By all means, he knew show business and what, what, uh, what we're learning here is the, the old thing about what goes around comes around. Bill Sr. got all of us in Ann Arbor. Jimmy Minning, Bob Lajack, Bob Barton, Eddie Green, yours truly, Janine Leslie singing the anthem. He got us all into the business. Uh, we were already in aviation, but we knew we wanted to be in some form of show business. So Bill Sr. taught us about the advantage of flying for the airline, which he did to be able to do air shows on the weekend. So we, we had our passion to be in some form of entertainment, like all of you men have been in and, uh, and have it be a part of aviation as well. So the inspiration that Bill senior gave us all is just passed on. It's passed down. Jimmy Minning passed it on to a lot of people. Bob Lijak passed it on to a lot of people. Eddie green passed it on to a lot of people. So we, uh, we were fortunate to be given direction and we just, um, 
take advantage of that and give that advantage and, and those opportunities to another and group hen- of people. Yeah, and hence the uh, Bill Barber Award for Airshow Showmanship. We uh, That's really cool. Danny, thank you very much for being here. And Bill, thank you as well. It's been great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, it's that time of the show where we turn now to the most professional name in Airshow News. That is our very own Rick Peterson with a look at the prop wash. Rick, what do we have? <laughs> End of season. Things are winding down. There's a, there's a handful of shows left in North America. And uh, and then, of course, then we head off to the convention uh, at, at this Caesars Forum Conference Center uh, for the first time this year in Las Vegas coming up in December. I should point out, too, as, a, as part of a lead story here, that the exhibition hall is sold out. Uh, both Rob and I are selling ours, yeah. uh, scalping. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> we are available. No, I'm just kidding. I am completely kidding. Well, I I'm not. Joking. Look, I'm not. I've got a booth, too, and it's. I'm open for offers. So there you go. <laughs> You got to move fast. By the time you hear this broadcast, the deadline for the room block could probably be gone as well. So if you're going, you better get some decisions made. And uh, and don't forget that the uh, welcome dinner theme this year, the welcome evening, is ugly Christmas sweaters. I believe we've done this in the past, and it was uh, probably one of the best received uh, uh, themes. Uh, everybody seemed to get involved in it pretty good. So the ugly Christmas sweater. Uh, is is a must for your arrival in Vegas. I think a big selling point this year, and, and perhaps never mind the post-COVID world, we're not post-COVID yet, but uh, the, the fact that we're crawling out of this now, uh, not being at the Paris alone has probably sold a lot of tickets because the place was getting tired. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and now <laughs> yeah, and now it's getting a, a refit, and we'll be back again to the Paris. Well, but you all, they probably won't let me in now, but it's, uh, it's just something <laughs> better so the snowbirds 50th slash 52nd anniversary the gala plus two because of covid finally got done organized entirely by the alumni dan mclaren now retired uh, daryl shyack dan dempsey and the, and the rest of that team uh, their board they did an outstanding job despite the first blizzard of the year it ended the weekend ended in a blizzard where roads were closed all around moose jaw and a lot of people spent another day in moose jaw let that Which probably kept a problem. lot of drunk drivers off the road. Perhaps, or hungover drivers <laughs> is probably a better way of putting it, but it was like a no-go zone and a few cases of COVID, sign of the times. Oh. Uh, and not only that, it began Friday night with the buses in, in of all places, Moose Jaw with an active shooter. And uh, they were all sort of pinned in and told that they couldn't go back downtown yet on the buses until the uh, case was resolved in the middle of Moose Jaw. It was, and everything was okay, but How's that for a weekend, huh? And a good time was had by all. After 2,757 official shows, 435 show sites, over 150 million spectators, 10,000 practices, 500 technicians, 205 demo pilots, 27 team leaders, 50 team coordinators, the Snowbirds are now preparing for yet another season as uh, they get things together. Steph Strickland is in prop wash. Honorary commander of the 142nd. Did you see that? No, I did not. We have to salute her now, or what's yeah, the deal? Yeah, absolutely. There? Yeah, and I guess she gets to wear the uniform and all that stuff too as an honorary. So uh, it, it'll be interesting at ICAS at uh, the chairman's banquet to see how she may be attired. I was hoping you were going to talk about Edwards because that ended up. I, that may have been the iconic show of the season. 
I, I I wonder. I hope so. It was interesting to say the least. Uh, I mean, I didn't know I was going to be there uh, until just weeks before the event, uh, which was interesting in itself. And uh, the Air Force 75th uh, anniversary continues to have shade cast upon it by the Navy, even at Edwards Air Force Base. Uh, Lockheed Martin brought the Dark Star movie prop to the show. And they parked it beside an SR-71, and that was great for Skunk Works. But, of course, Dark Star is in the Navy markings, right? And that wasn't missed on a lot of people. And then NASA, uh, Armstrong Flight Research Center, also celebrating a 75th anniversary, which was very cool because the two facilities, I mean, there's there's more than one airport, if you will, at Edwards Air Force Base. And the place is huge. And, uh, and of course, Armstrong is there as well with the NASA folks. So Sophia, the uh, SP-747 that has the telescope in it, uh, made its first and last air show appearance flying, which is very cool. And for the first time, they opened the door on the side of that 747 uh, where the telescope uh, then is, you know, allowed to see the stars. They opened it at low altitude for the first time. So the many photographers that came from around the world for the event got some great shots of that. And then the sound barrier demonstration each day, which uh, even 13 years ago, the last time they did a show at Edwards, they start with a sonic boom. Uh, they did again with an F-22 doing the honors of the opening ceremony, which was fun to time as an announcer because I knew exactly when they were going to do that. And then you had to back time it almost a minute because it takes that long from about 40,000 feet for the shockwave to get to you on the ground. Oh, and uh, it, I lucked through it three days in a row to where I hit it. I just I paused and there was the kaboom. And I just and the I, home of the brave touchdown. One of those almost, one of those things. Right? <laughs> and then NASA came back and they did the uh, demonstration in the afternoon of the uh, the modern, the, the new low impact sonic boom done from a dive. And uh, and then the, the normal one, the NASA F-15 did that. And then the newly acquired Navy F-18, still in Navy colors, did that. And, uh, and then they did some spectacular flybys with the G-3. So NASA did a great job, too, as did the Air Force. And, of course, uh, the Navy getting in there and uh, casting a little more shade on the 75th. And uh, that was that was Edwards in a nutshell. So I was pretty happy about that. ICAST, uh, I should point out, too, that uh, they're offering a significant discount on registration that expires midnight October 31, depending on when you hear this broadcast. Uh, and there are just a few registrations still available at this rate, probably going to be sold out by the time you hear this. So hopefully you didn't get left out. And the fundraising reception and dinner for the ICAST Foundation will be held in conjunction with this year's convention at the Carol Shelby Heritage Center. And uh, that's in Las Vegas, too, the evening Wednesday, December 14. And uh, you'll get to see all of the uh, Carol Shelby cars there and all of that stuff. And uh, that'll be a fun night as well. That, in a nutshell, is prop wash, gentlemen. Hey, I want to pop in. I was at Jacksonville last weekend. And just to set it up, my 47-year-old son, Robbie, uh, got the flying bug a couple of months ago. He has been devouring the Sporties uh, video course, Learn to Fly course. He is so excited. We went down there together, and when we were coming out to the show site on Saturday morning, uh, we passed, when we were driving out, we passed Steve Hinton. Steve Hinton Jr. was flying one of Dan Friedkin's Mustangs and was there to be the Heritage Flight aircraft for Bayo and the F-35A, which sadly uh, they had a 
a crash of some sort out at Hill Air Force Base. So they grounded all the Air Force F-35s. She didn't get there. ACC called him up and said, you don't have to go. He said, I'm already here. And so he flew a demo. But we got to talk to him. And I was not a, I, I knew that Steve Hinton Jr. was involved in, in some of the work on Top Gun Maverick. What I did not know was that because of that work with Tom Cruise and helping Tom Cruise with his Mustang, that Tom has given, uh, has granted custody, if you will, of uh, Tom Cruise's Mustang for the next three years. So he flies it regularly and maintains it. So that's pretty cool for Steve Hinton after setting uh, records in the Unlimited at, at Reno and winning Reno and all the other stuff. Talk about another generation of great pilots. Well, yep. and mechanics. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, doing doing it all. Did you see? By the way, where uh, the folks up there uh, at Air Corps have now test run uh, their their next creation up there, the the P forty seven. I saw your buddy Bernie up there uh, running the engine on it for the first time, Rick. Bernie Vasquez. Yeah, yeah, oh, great, cool. great stuff coming out of there. Uh, One uh, of my uh, Great regrets um, with Bernie this year was to, uh, while I was uh, enjoying the wonderful hospitality of Darcy Brewer and her team at uh, Sacramento, and uh, and they uh, I was in such just a wonderful uh, place that they put me up in for the week, uh, waiting to go to uh, Fleet Week in San Francisco. Bernie had invited me out to his place, but I just couldn't tear myself away from the from the wonderful surroundings that I had in California <laughs> to go to a place. I, I do regret that. I do, I do want to get uh, at some point to Bernie and take him up on that invitation because where he is at right now and the historic aircraft around him, uh, it's it's almost, it's like a, a, a an old Rhinebeck uh, West, if you will, uh, and well on its way to something like that. I don't know that they're going to do weekends where they put up all these old great demos, but they have some just classic aircraft there. And Bernie's got a real passion uh, for that history and stuff, much like uh, Tom Richard and some of the other people that where the Warbird uh, bite has gone in deep, even our own Matt Jolly, even though he's just sort of toying around in a chipmunk chipmunk yeah yeah <laughs> but it is canadian Sorry, so you can't yeah. say anything yeah, bad that's about right it, yeah we got we got two of them that we're taking care of down here you need to come down rick you really do you need to come down and go fly one we'll do some formation flying will there we? you go there you go we'll have there. a good time just, just what you want me flying anywhere near you in another aircraft. <laughs> it'll be a game of keep away it'll be fun come on rick we'll have a good time i'll bring right. the rv down yeah you your little rv would outrun us just sitting still so it's a fast look at airplane his, his you can RV. fly lead and hopefully yeah you won't see us for the we're, rest of the day we're right here rob we're right here brahmas hey, i'm 23 <laughs> squared what the heck yeah, right, there you all go right. all right guys that was fun wasn't that cool yeah. hearing from bill barber jr and danny wow it really was. just love i it. mean if and we have generations now that may not know who people like bill barber were it's worth uh, just google it and uh, and then pick your job off off the floor. Yeah. What that man accomplished. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. There is some validity to Danny Clisham calling Ann Arbor the air show capital of the world. Yeah. There sure is. Yeah, a whole yeah. lot of it right there. All right, guys. We'll is be that back. The theme uh, music? Yeah, it is. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks uh, when we, we we always say, let's record another episode. And then another week goes by. And then we're like, hey, we really. Free convention. Free convention. And, and then, then we'll do one at the convention. That's at the good. convention. Yeah. Bring your headset. That's right. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Are you sure you're done? Yeah.
I thought we were up against the last four bars of it right there. Yeah, we are. We're done.